everyone welcome to podcast beyond presents the resistance 3 spoiler cast yes this is your chance ladies and gentlemen if you've not finished resistance 3 turn off this episode and store it for a later date we're going to go into all things resistance 3 spoil the game left and right spoil uh, the i'm shit greg out of miller the one Butler of your hosts oh well there you go i hope you turned it off <laughs> turn it off bye-bye i'm greg miller one of your hosts alongside the man who's back from japan ryan clements Oh, hell, because I lost. Oh, my gosh. He's, we lost him, everybody. He saved over all his English language. This is all he knows to say anymore. Nihongo wa hanasemasen. All his articles go into Google Translate now to come back out in English. What's up? Nothing. I'm happy you're home. Yeah, I'm happy, too. It's good to be back in the of course, U.S. of A. A lot of people are probably going to listen to this later, so they won't even know. It'll be all yeah. louder for them, but whatever. Big yeah, it's all good. Uh, he only does everything. Call Moriarty. Beyond. It's a big day for you. It is. It's a huge day. I'm very excited about for this. Resistance. I'm very you, your excited. franchise. I, I, it is my franchise. Oof. I'm very excited about it. And oh. creative director. Yes. On right. Resistance 3. Yes. Let me check. Uh, uh, Ted Pro- No, Marcus. Oh. Marcus. Oh. What's up? Oh, oh come on. That was a funny one. Beyond. Beyond. <laughs> Marcus, Smith. Marcus Smith, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, are, are you excited to be the first Insomniac to come in and be on the uh, podcast? Wow, is that true? Yeah. Huh, yeah, then I am. All right, good. Like, good I'm, I'm, we, I, don't know if, I don't know if you've ever checked iTunes. We're the most popular PlayStation podcast on the internet. Well, that is very fancy pants of you. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Fancy don't worry. Thank I you. Like, I like how he wouldn't have been as excited. If he was the second one, he would have been like, I'm really not that excited. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, number two. Yeah, yeah. yeah I looked it up. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm here. All right, good, good, good. Uh, you want to give somebody a brief rundown of what you do? What, do you, what, do what you is it that you do, do at Insomniac? Uh, I am the creative director, so that means I basically make problems for people's lives i uh i say more blue and i say um that looks stupid why did you do that and, and, I, say, and I say fun things like that no i'm uh, i'm the person who kind of like uh juggles cats i guess okay. throughout the day uh everybody has ideas about what should and shouldn't go through the game and at the end of the day i'm the person who has to decide what makes it uh, because it works with the canon of the the mythology, or we can afford to do it, or whatever the case may be. So I'm kind of like the um, idea funnel. Gotcha. And you'll forgive my ignorance for this sure. question, but what, what is d- resistance? Di- <laughs> What's this resistance? <laughs> I heard so the much word about PlayStation. <laughs> uh, What's like? Can you describe what the differences between a creative director and a director? Uh, or are they one and the same? They are one and the same. At a lot of companies, they they kind of. Uh, there are sometimes producers who are both creative director and producer. Okay. Um, at Insomniac, we've we split the two so that one person is solely looking after the creative side of things, and another person is solely looking at budgets and schedules and all of that. Um, I was the project manager on Resistance One and Two, so I kind of wore both hats. Got it. Um, but okay. yeah, as I say, at some uh, some companies they're one and the same. And okay. we, we just thought it would be better if there was that constant tension of two people fighting with one another. Oh, great. Yeah. That's always good for the team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Mom and Dad are fighting again. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you yes. had your chance to turn off this podcast. Yeah, so no. by, if you're here, you, this is your point of no return. You know about Resistance 3. Nathan Hale is That's dead. <laughs> That's as far as I got in the game. I'm not sure. I'll say. <laughs> I just watched the intro that explained everything that happened at the end of Resistance 2. So, yeah, I mean, so this is exciting because, you know, we have Marcus in the office. 
we have a bunch of reader questions. Thank you guys for sending your questions in. We got a bunch of them. I, I kind of parsed them down to a, mm. a more manageable level. We'll get to those uh, eventually, and that will take up, I, I assume, the most of the time here because we want we want to get them. Yeah. We have some things to give away, which is very exciting. Oh, we'll, my we'll goodness. Get, and, we'll and, and frankly, they're probably better questions than you guys would have thought of anyway. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's yeah. true. Frankly, Go fuck yourself. Frankly, there are a few really, really good questions in here. Some that we, we've been asking ourselves on previous episodes of Beyond, um, particularly about the ending, which we'll, we'll get into. Um, the and, ending uh, that was so severe. Colin Moriarty had to have me come into his bedroom to talk to him. Yeah. I, got there. I did. That's true. I did the late night conversations. I was so. I need someone to hold. Yeah, so when I when I beat it, no one. I beat it like really early, and yeah. and no one had played it yet. Clements had the game, but he was like had to worry about a review, and then he had to go away. Greg was doing other things, so I had to wait like a week for someone right. someone to beat it. You know, so I get like whether it was Sam doing the guide or Greg, and so I eventually got to talk to him, and yeah, we had like a, we had. A Colin came out when I was in New York, and he goes, "You're almost done." Uh, come come to our room when you're done. <laughs> Colin, Colin casually mentioned to me in an email that he had finished it, and he was the first non-insomniac that I knew who had finished it, who's a, a big fan, and and so and a big like, dick. and a big dick. Uh, <laughs> no big deal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kind of both. Uh, and and I and I called him up, and I think I shocked you a little bit. No, I, it was a great honor to talk to you. Yeah, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I didn't expect uh, that you. Yeah, but we talked about the game and. I told you what I liked and what I didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we had a very candid conversation. Like I said, I think I think Resistance Three is the best Resistance game. Agreed. Um, it's the, the, technically the finest. It looks the best. It plays the best. Um, but you know, in terms of mythology, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But, I heard you like Retribution better. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's what I heard. That's I like I like James Grayson better. I like <laughs> okay. James Grayson's oh, okay. story okay. better. And I liked it when he had Good sex story. with that British woman in jail. Yeah, and he was French. Yeah. Well, I don't know, whatever. She was foreign. All right? It's all of this. She wasn't American, all right? She wasn't American. They're all the same as the Chimera. I did like Retribution. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess uh, I will kind of just start by talking about, I guess, a bit of the mythology and what the game is. I mean, it kind of set everyone up in case. Some people have not played, I was telling you over lunch, yeah. some people have not played Resistance Fall Man or Resistance 2. Shame on you if you haven't. Uh, but they did play Resistance 3, and there's a bit of a setup uh, in the beginning that kind of introduces yeah. everything, but... You know, obviously, Fall Man and, and Resistance Two and Retribution tell the story of the Chimera, which are uh, not really an alien race, but kind of are an alien race. They're really just like infected humans uh, mm -hmm. that are kind of controlled by a hive mind. And there is an alien race called the Chimera, uh, and they basically took over the entire world. So Resistance Three takes place in the United States. Everything, all hope is lost. It's 1957, I believe, um, yep. and that's kind of where the game begins, and it begins in uh, in Haven, Oklahoma. So I guess we'll start there. I mean, the hotbed of culture and yeah, industry. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this amazing. Uh, this I, I I loved Haven. I mean, obviously we, we got to play the first four hours of the game uh, some time ago, and then and then it cut out. The game actually just uh, I told you I'm ceremoniously just crashed. crashed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> also, we've deleted all of your hard drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll start there. I mean, you know, what, I guess we'll start with Clements. I mean, what was your yes. what was your feeling of, of Haven and like the way the game began and, and how it invoked feeling yeah, why, why did you bring me here people have to talk about it in front of me this is gonna be great no. oh i thought it was lovely I don't worry it was, okay all right i do have to say i and i i misunderstood colin's point earlier okay. i i do stand by retribution being my favorite resistance but i think resistance 3 is the best in the ps3 so there you go shuffling my papers <laughs> well <laughs> you don't know our beyond Whatever. listeners They're, they will be all over us yeah, so i don't yeah, need to yeah. be all double speaking <laughs> Well, I really, I, I just, I do want to throw out there before we get started that, sure. dear Lord, I just barely got through that game before we recorded this episode, because I was so set on it's being fresh. able to beat it. 
and uh, being able to sit down with you we guys. We went out so. to free lunch and you missed it. I missed yeah. it because yeah. I was plowing. <laughs> you know, there's something, there's some charm to be had from the wild, like, <laughs> when you're running through a level just trying to, I actually that ran by. That doesn't look important. I don't need it. <laughs> ran by two massive fights just punching people to try and run through. <laughs> like there was this, I like turned around at one point, there's 400 Grims just flailing <laughs> their arms. <laughs> <laughs> just sprinting. Anyway, um, no, I actually, so I think I'm going to agree with the uh, Resistance 3 is the best in the in the series in terms of gameplay. I'm going to I'm going to put that uh, on there because I I really loved the original one for its setting and its uh and Nathan Hale in particular. But uh yeah, I mean the 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 third one is uh the opening, I think. I'm, I'm I mean I believe Colin and I have talked about how we really enjoyed the way it opens and that whole that whole scene in Haven is just a fantastic way cuz I love I always have lo- I've always been of the mindset that sometimes the most epic uh, conflicts happen on the smallest scale. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even though it seems like it's this huge deal, you're actually just defending a very small little right. community of people, but that's what makes it even more tense. Um, well, they so. do a great job setting that up. That was my favorite part, was walking through the underground. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, because so many you games, the a gloss over story and who you are and what it means to be you. And I think from the very beginning, it's very clear what Capelli's doing and why he's doing it. And you walk around and they ask you about your son coughing up his lung. And they're, you know, there's, <laughs> these kids are playing and drawing and they're, right. they're playing the slap, hap, slam, the slap hand game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. We discovered that everybody calls that game something different. Yeah, I don't even know what you call it. I don't know. Slap hand seems fine to me. I don't know. I never called it anything. I'm glad to hear all of that because that segment was probably the most debated segment in the game. It's the opening of the game, and there's a tendency for people to say, you have to start off with a big bang, and you have to be, like, shooting everything and blowing everything up. And and the bottom line is, if you throw players into the midst of things and they don't know how to play your game yet, then you're putting them at a, in a frustrating position. So mm-hmm. it was always our contention uh, from the very beginning that we were going to do a slow, methodical beginning to kind of set up the world set up how you play the game, and then kind of unleash a little bit. Um, so, success for us. Good job. Pat I mean, doesn't that, I think that Woo! speaks to you guys yes, in general, right, you. as far as how you set up Resistance. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's big parts, there's big set pieces, but Resistance whole thing in the past is Ben's story in making you understand who these characters are and what's happening in the world, yeah. whereas maybe another game is just more about action and shooting mm-hmm. and, hey, look at our chainsaw gun. Yeah, absolutely. That, and, that should be our... That's oh, our sorry. Thing. No, please. please. I was just going to say, and I also... Greg has discussed this in the past, but I think that... Uh, Joe's story of Resistance 3 is probably in terms of like the emotional impact it's mm-hmm. had on me, the strongest yeah. of the series totally. I've seen. But I didn't play Retribution though, and I, I know I'm missing out on yeah, great... Outside of the sex with that uh, French Navy English <laughs> woman. But uh, I mean, uh, just that, the whole sequence, I mean, and I want to go into it later, but I, I, I know we want to talk, you know, answer questions and stuff, but I have some very strong attachments Poignant. to a few to a few scenes in the game the which mitten? I will discuss cool. later the mitten not even There's the mitten, mitten. oh no oh, the, 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 the mitten broadcast? is great but, the broadcast uh, are, are we talking about I don't it now? Care. It's Let's a conversational yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, Colin's, Colin's got it laid out. No, no, I mean, I, 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 just, I, just, wanted a, I just wanted a little, I mean... Some structure? Yeah, just, just to kind of think about the way... When are we doing Pick of the Week? This <laughs> 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 is not a regular episode of podcast, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, I liked how, you know, I'm really into like dismal and dark games. I mean, I just I just am. And I, I think... Yeah. I think Fall Man was dark, and I think Resistance Two was even darker because maybe for Americans, especially because it kind of brought it home, and and things were you know the the, the Chimera were here now, and 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 then Resistance Three felt even darker because like right. they basically lost. I mean that was basically the entire notion of the game, and so yeah, I think it was well delivered. Like just a little thing, like the little things in the beginning were awesome. The guy cooking the vegetables and talking about how it's getting colder and the vegetables are dying, and and obviously. 
I love the scene in the bowling alley, like right before you fight the mm-hmm. hybrids for the first time, where the guy hits the beer bottle and stuff like that, and it's like, and the guy like, so great. and everything, and the guy like, like that's, it's just awesome. Yeah, that you stuff's and, that stuff's rad, and, and and it's cool because it throws you right into the action immediately. You're fighting, you know, a stalker almost right away, yeah. and 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 things of this nature. So I, I think the setup's great um, there, and and um, it kind of gets you going and, and gets you to you know you get to know Joseph Capelli a little bit and stuff like that, and, and and you catch up a little bit on his on his backstory and stuff in the in the scenes leading up to it um, as well, but. But uh, do you feel like people really had to have played Fall of Man and, and Resistance 2 to enjoy Resistance 3? I mean, or... um, by design, no. And, and I think that's what it comes down to for people who like the mythology. Um, I think the biggest argument is that we didn't go deep enough into the backstory of Resistance. And that is because the realities of games are you can't rely on the people who only played Resistance 1 and Resistance 2. You want to be able to invite people in. So, you know, we have to create a game that works for people who never played. We have to make for people who were fans of the franchise and, you know, people who maybe weren't fans of the franchise after um, thinking that Resistance 2 got a little too far away from their experience of Resistance 1. So we were serving a lot of masters in that in that case, but um, I don't think you have to play. So I, I don't think you have to know. So saying all that, I mean, did yeah. you approach Resistance Three as a, a completely different game, like a, basically a brand new start? This is a brand new game because it all. I was telling them earlier in different podcasts. To me, it always it almost strikes that note of kind of like what DC Comics is doing with their yeah. reboots, where all this stuff happened, but you don't you don't need to know about it. Let's start fresh. Yeah. Here you go. I, I mean, to me, it's always been like I, I always kind of wanted it to be the Resistance Chronicles, which is you know James Grayson has nothing to do with Nathan Hale, mm-hmm. and and uh, Burning Skies will be you know I, I obviously can't talk that much about it because I don't no, know. No, no, go much ahead. This it. isn't. Be oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but they're telling stories that are different than the one we're telling. And much like, uh, you know, there were some comics that came out. There was uh, ARG. There's the novels, the Bill De- mm-hmm. Deeds novels. Um, I think that the Resistance universe is fascinating, and I would like to see more stories sort of out and about. I think there was a long period where I was fighting to get the three removed from the end of the name and go back to the name colon subtitle. Oh, right. Uh, and and because then it stands on its own. Then you're not sort of dragging along the luggage of everything else. Because now it's like, well, the story's moved, and now we're now we're dealing with Joseph Capelli, not Nathan Hale, and everything. So I think it's part of a bigger picture. But it wasn't necessarily a reboot, other than we need to think about people who've never played the game before. Gotcha. What would you have named it if it was Resistance well, colon <laughs> Capelli that, Chronicles? That, 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 ultimately, that was the problem. Was we didn't come up with any because I think I think Resistance Fall of Man. Fall of Man is so evocative, and I love that name. And and yeah, when, when we were name. when we were thinking about names, uh, they came up separately. Resistance and and Fall of Man came up separately. And for a while, it was almost Chimera Fall of Man, but we mm. couldn't get the rights or something. Um, but Fall of Man always sounded great to me. It had had a lot of uh, uh, deeper meanings and everything. And we just never came up with something good enough for, for the third one. <laughs> I think I think if we would we would have come up with something good, uh, we would have gone with it. You're gonna kick yourself because I got it. Resistance oh, yeah. colon needles in the sky. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I was Thank you. I was going with middle finger of God. But, <laughs> um, yeah, for a while people were saying we're really liking um, uh, uh, Redemption. And then another game came out with that name. Yeah. Oh, which bastards. was a big game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was a big game. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, so everything starts out in Haven, everything's everything's great, and then they move to St. Louis. And that's kind of when, you know, you kind of see I, I think two interesting things about Resistance Three, which was which was one, like the the There are only two. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everything else is everything else is somewhat boring. <laughs> Uh, no, the, the two things that I thought were like really key to Resistance Three was uh, the traveling between points, which I thought was right. really cool. Like that, you know, you, you, there's five. You know, everyone knows who's beating the game. I hope you obviously you're beating the game if you're listening to this. There are five locations, and 
you're never just getting to them conveniently from one to the other. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when you <laughs> it's go to always when you, something. When you go from Hancock <laughs> exactly. to St. Louis, it's it's the boat. When you go from you know St. Louis to Mount Pleasant, it's the VTOL. And when you go from Mount Pleasant to the prison, it's the train. And, right. And so on. so like it's there's so there's a nice you're traveling. You're really you're moving across the country. And right. I know that was something that was really important to you guys. Yeah. And the other thing that like when you go to St. Louis that you kind that kind of opens up are the Grims and and this Chimeran civil war basically like for lack of a better term right. where it's like you know, there are chimera that are not attached to the hive mind anymore so feral like ones, the feral. yeah the feral chimera so where did you guys come up with that idea i mean as far as like kind of dissension in the ranks and and why is that important to to resistance three uh well actually going going back a little bit i will say that the making it a journey went back to the original thought which was when we said okay what do we want to see in resistance that we didn't see previously and and really it was what it what is the rest of humanity doing but not what the military is doing or you know we want to see sort of the effects so uh from right in the beginning we said okay we're going to make this game about humanity and we want to see all facets of humanity and the the sort of best way to do that is to do a, a road story you know that they, they say there's only what four different original stories in the world and this is one of them which is like the the odyssey um where you're going from place to place and you're experiencing the things along the way um, so right up front, we wanted to do that to show all those, to show the arch of, uh, you know, the arc of the, uh, the storyline. And, and so, you know, you see people who are basically living pretty well in the beginning that they're, they're getting by. Haven is like the best you're ever going to get in that game. And um, they have a washer and dryer. Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed <laughs> yeah, the washer and dryer. Exactly. They get, they're grinding axes. They're, uh, they're welding for God's sake. They're doing okay. They're hiding out. They're having to do some things, but then, uh, it sort of progressively gets worse and worse. And you're seeing people who have totally lost faith. You're seeing people that are, that are still like in it to win it. You know, the, 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 the people in St. Louis, mm -hmm. Um, and then you just see like the the dark side of humanity, and that was really important. Oh my god! <laughs> and um, and then uh, so that that was the important part of that. Um, and then the second part of your question was something? Uh, question mark. Yeah, it was oh, we talked about the uh, God, I can't remember anymore. We talked about the the feral the versus oh yeah, oh, the that, feral, yeah, yeah, feral, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, that's basically the two type of chimera now that yeah. That so uh, you know we were, we were looking at how we divide up our enemies and our weapons, and you know get, a good game is going to have a lot of uh, strengths and weaknesses, and and we really want to give people that player choice of being able to pick which weapons and strategize and everything, and and we start thinking about our our enemies as a whole, and there seemed to be a pretty clear divide between creatures and military, and so we just thought about in the four years that had gone by, what could have happened? And, and the idea, I think our lead designer came up with that idea that like they had split up. And you know, to me, I always love split allegiances in games, like in the original Half-Life, when you're like waiting for the military to come save all your scientists, and then they burst in and start gunning you down. And, and then you've got, you know, you've kind of got the aliens versus the, uh, the military and everything. And I always love that. So um, yeah, it just seemed like a cool, cool idea and seemed valid in our universe. Absolutely. Cool. All right, before we jump, yeah. Colin forgot yeah. point three of uh st louis i lived in missouri for six years oh, so. shit. <laughs> uh, and i know it's been talked about before but i want the non-bullshit response sure. at what point did somebody go wait a second the arch wasn't built yet in 1957 and oh, somebody, somebody, somebody else yeah, was like yeah. fuck uh alternate reality uh, that, that happened pretty quick um <laughs> in in resistance one and two, we had sort of prided ourselves on not doing major landmarks. And uh -huh. I, think a I think a lot of it had to do with um, Hellgate London was coming out around the same time we gotcha. were. And they had a lot of the, the landmarks. And so we were like, we're going to pride ourselves on not doing landmarks. So we'll set levels in Grimsby and all these like weird places that not many people know about. <laughs> and in Resistance 2, it continued where you're like, you're in San Francisco, but you're on Treasure Island. And, and then you go to Oric, California, mm -hmm. and all these weird kind of odd places. Um, 
But at some point, uh, I think we were getting a little bit of, of feedback from the publisher, uh, Sony in this case, that um, that the they wanted to have more to hang their hat on in terms of like marketing. You want visuals, you want symbols and everything. And yeah, like the cover right now for Resistance 3, obviously, all the New York landmarks and yeah, the teeth and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and as it turns out, in the 50s, there weren't that many like really well-known landmarks in the country. Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? And, uh, and we, we, we had already ruled out Washington, D.C., um, luckily, because it's been in a lot of games since. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but also because it's, it's timeless. It doesn't evoke that 50s feeling at all because it's all based on architecture from previous centuries. So, uh, yeah, so we, we were like, okay, St. Louis Arch. We did a little bit of research, and, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't built. Uh, but it had been designed. It was designed ah, okay. in the 40s. So, so we, it didn't take long to say, yeah, alternate, alternate history cool. on that one. Screw you, not, not like it's a, an incredibly realistic game anyway, with no. all the alien infections and stuff. So. Yeah, and What's technology. And <coughs> we don't know what happened at the Tungusta event, all right? Anything, anything could have gone You weren't there, man! <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, I guess when, first of all, yeah, like when the trailer first came out. First of all, so Marcus knows, because I don't think we ever really talked about this on Podcast Beyond, no. when it, when Insomniac was at, what, what, what was it? Where was Resistance 3 announced? It was that Ted Price was there, right? Oh, it must have been Gamescom, right? Yeah, it was something. I remember I was like, he's going to do, because they were talking about... Oh, all, right, they were talking, right, 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 right. They were, live action video. Yeah, they, yeah. Were talking about the, they were talking about Ratchet, I think. And then I was like, I, I pretty clearly like, watch, he's going to do the, but wait. Like, he's going to walk <laughs> away and be like, but wait, there's one more. And I was like, I kind of just said that, and I was like, they're never going to do Resistance 3. I don't, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know like if they're going to do one. And then he did it, and I like flipped out. Yay. So, but then, but then, uh, yeah, in the trailer we saw, I remember we did uh, like a rewind theater or something for it. Yeah, we saw it. the arch or whatever, and that was when we first were like, like, you know, trying to figure out where, where everything was yeah, and, and yeah. the dates and stuff like that. But yeah, I think you can, it's kind of convenient writing a fictional story in an alternate history, yeah. I guess, universe, because you can just kind of be like, well, you know, these, <laughs> you know like, this, yeah. the, these things, you know, the Tunguska, the Tunguska every, I guess everything's the same up to the Tunguska event and everything changes. So yeah. 1908 onward, you can just kind of take a... Yeah, and, and, and we've we've gone really, really deep in a lot of different aspects. I mean, some, somebody was just talking to me in the hallway about the timeline that we did on Resistance 1 uh, website that was just like went into major details about the politics, how they changed and the sort of the political philosophies of the country and what had gone on. And, and, and it's a really, really deep, fascinating universe, I think. I think so, um, too. And <laughs> no kidding. And, and, and I think it all loops back to I would love to see it expand more. And, you know, who knows? I hope Maybe. it I hope it does. We'll get we'll have definitely have questions about that. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess next would and then you go to Mount Pleasant in Pennsylvania, which yes. is interesting. You guys had obviously introduced the the hybrids with sniper rifles that are that are uh, stealth and, and right. annoy the shit out of me in the cliffs. <laughs> and also that was the, that was the point where the, the one trophy that I had a lot of trouble with, which was the the, uh, the, the roops one, yeah, where yeah. I just cannot figure it out for like the life. Did, did you, you figure it out? No, I did. I got okay. platinum. Yeah. Because uh, for the, for people listening, I heard you on that, and and I went and talked to our QA, and I was like, "What's the deal? Why do people fail on this or whatever?" And they said that if you give the guys, meaning if their legs or arms or anything fall off, they're no longer eligible for that. Interesting. So you have to knock down a whole body. Mm-hmm. They say it's pretty easy if you hit the blast roots when you first get up around the left corner, uh, but I don't know. Interesting. People yeah. are having problems. Yeah, I had a kid. I just shot him with a shotgun and then and then meleeed him yeah. all the way down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't give him with a shotgun, so... Who yeah, knows? we we try. I mean, we tried a bunch of. That was just the one thing confusing about this is totally a tangent. But that also the 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 trophies are in order, except for that one is out of order. So I yeah. was also trying it in the wrong area. Like when you first yeah. get there, and I was trying to like shoot the chimera off the cliffs, and I was like, I don't know why this isn't working. But there, there's a there's the wording of it all is also a little confusing. And there was a bug that I personally waived 
that uh, shout out to the tester Dung who found that and wrote it, and then I said, Nah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> They're smarter than that. Don't worry. <laughs> Our people are. You smart. got in your Ferrari. You put your sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I pedaled away. <laughs> so I, I, Mount Pleasant was really an interesting location because it was it evoked obviously religion which is interesting and what was that that was my phone that's you. My it's, it's talking yeah. it, it, evoked re- it evoked religion and it also God. invoked like a yeah. survival horror feel to the game as yeah. well Man. so which I guess was also in St. Louis when you were in the warehouse and stuff like that but but yeah. really but really more so so what was the design like what were the design choices around there to bring in both religion and like this kind of really scary tense moment in, in the game like right in the middle of the game where like you're fighting you're really not fighting like you know regular chimera for an entire chapter yeah uh okay well the religion part came out of what i was saying before where we were trying to tell kind of the the our version of the odyssey and um these people are kind of like the lotus eaters they've totally given up um and it coincided with that that idea of different facets of humanity and how you cope with things and obviously people do ter- turn to faith uh during that so we wanted to explore that a little bit and of course that's super dicey as it turns out when we first wrote some of that, it came off feeling a lot like a weird cult. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. do I help these people? <laughs> what are these kids doing in their spare time? Um, uh, so that that's sort of where the, the theme of that area came from, was we wanted to explore faith in, in people's coping mechanisms and also just the dejectedness of, of almost, you know, near losing faith in order to... Uh, because of you know things things are bad. Uh, <clears throat> as far as survival horror, we really were just trying to play up. Um, so we, we wanted to do a lot of different gameplay types. We wanted you to not be bored. So we were we were honestly, we were like mapping out the entire game and saying in this beat, this is the type of gameplay you you should be experiencing and the type of mood and everything. And it just got to the point where I was like, okay, we want to go a little darker in this area. This is an area being uh, attacked and, and taken over by uh, Feral Chimera. So it inherently is going to be a lot sort of darker and scarier and everything. So it really just grew out of the story, to be honest. Rum. Yeah, and, I mean, what, what, how did you guys feel about about that part of the game? Because just that part of the game really was one of the parts that really stuck out to me. Like I really I, like going yeah. house to house and, totally. yeah. and with the shotgun and like you're running out of ammo yeah. and you have to go to the magnum and and you know all those things and then you know also kind of like you were saying like you, you want to help them because they're nice or whatever. But like what's right. cool is that Capelli is helping you know it, Charlie in St. Louis and, and the religious folk in in Pennsylvania really to kind of get where he needs to go. So he's yeah. not really do, like which is kind of nice too. So it's not like super unrealistic in the sense that he's just trying to help dudes as he goes. Like right. he yeah. wants that he wants that train to be fixed. He wants that yeah. be tall. Yeah. You know so um, I will say that I've as as Greg and I are well actually all of us are huge zombie fans, right? Or maybe me and Greg more than uh, Kyle. Yeah, what I mean, not, not, I mean, I like Dead Nation and and uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I just yeah. I love zombies, and so I mean, uh, honestly, the they they are called Grims, right? The infected yeah, yeah, humans. Yeah. I mean, that that really is just the resistance excuse for having zombies, and I I love I love it. I loved um there were I mean there were many times uh, many sections I specifically remember a section in Resistance Two right. when you're wandering up a hill outside like that village, and then you uh-huh. see all those pods, and you're like, yeah, that yeah. was the first time you. Saw saw the pods and i was thinking there's something in those pods and you know and and then they right. burst down and like, holy fuck um and it was awesome and and so i love that so that section in resistance 3 was great anytime yeah. that you were fighting grims uh yeah. i mean it scares the shit out of me i get scared very easily but i still really enjoy it 
But I wanted to bring up real fast while we're talking. Well, actually, you'll probably be getting to this shortly. But my one of my favorite sections in the entire game is actually in the prison. Um, and when yeah. you introduce the, uh, oh, no, the, the gun that makes people get really violently <laughs> ill. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Yeah. The, the mutator. mutator. The mutator. Yeah. Uh, that was, to me, the gameplay there, oh, yeah. so much fun. That was fantastic. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah. well done, sir. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I mean, that, that would I be next. I dropped my monocle. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was the next, that's the next part. You obviously get to you take the train, which is a co- really cool sequence. The train part it. was awesome. And yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously, cool. I, love, I love seeing, you know, the, 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 uh, the creatures, like, running, like, basically stampeding in the background. Uh, I mean, that, that, that was sick. Re- really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so you get to the prison. Obviously, what people are most surprised about with that is, like, you're fighting humans. Yes. And you yeah. Thor's yeah. hammer. Uh, yeah, and you have Thor's hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have the sledgehammer. Um, so, like, I mean, I, I guess that's that's realistic in the sense that that's probably what would happen in, yeah. in post apocalyptic oh, situations. Dude, people are going to fight each other. So, well, did you guys know that you wanted to have, like, kind of human-on-human fighting oh, yeah. and, and, and resistance there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, going back to that original part, there, there's a dark side of humanity, and obviously people are going to be parasitic, and they're going to, you know, um, they're going to, I would say, survive on the backs of other people. Um, we had to really, really tone back the cannibalism in that mm, level. Mm. It used to be pretty overt, and um, it turns out you can't even mention cannibalism and ship a game in Japan. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, good to know. So it's good to know. Cool, in case, in case you're gonna, yeah. right. <laughs> Cannibal corpse. Cannibal yeah. little one. <laughs> but, but there's little things. Like the you know when you're down in the pit, there's a, a section where the, you're underneath the kitchen, and there's all these like boots and everything, like the discard pile or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the environment artists had fun sort of trying to work around Hiding. that problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's but, awesome. But yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal. Like uh, There were a lot of people who were extremely nervous about us fighting humans. And in fact, in the beginning when i you know before we really cemented anything i went into ted's office ted price the ceo and i was like look do you have any problem with us fighting and he was like no <laughs> like, all right support it was yeah no, it was that, a fantastic that was, that was hands cool. down my favorite part of the game yeah cool. like i loved that part because it. it was so different and it, i yeah. mean you, you, we've been fighting camera for so long now yep. to get in there and have this hammer and be in this like you know Battle boom kind of thing. Right. And have to work around it. I, I really, really enjoy that part. And cool. it is it is off it's rare that a uh, that a fictional work can invoke uh, actual anger in <laughs> in me. And uh, in terms of not being like frustrated by the game, but like actually getting upset. And I think that Molokov's death ha- happened oh, right. just yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, where there is nothing you can do. And a feeling of powerlessness I think yeah. is really effective and, and really uh, just potent. It was a great and scene so, that I didn't think it's one of those things when you were watching that like, all right, what am I going to do? How am I going to save him? Who's yeah, going to stop? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and, like he's really and then dead. he's just dead. And, yeah. then, and you think to yourself, like, this fucking douchebag just, right. like, jeopardized all of the humanity. Yeah. And, like, I think that that's, like, super powerful. So then cool. you gave him a very special death scene at the end of that <laughs> level, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that was good. That was, that was right. That was yeah, right. But, I mean, that's, that's one of the things. In resi- people who, who paid close attention to the journals in Resistance 2, they saw what appeared to be a suicide note of Malakoff. And, and um, I think Malakoff's personality is such that I'm sure he thought about it and was distraught. And then he thought, but wait a second. I'm the most important human being on Earth. <laughs> Let me rethink this. Um, that's just his personality. So he, he uh, obviously didn't take the pills, uh, and he survived just long enough for us to brutally murder him. Okay. Yeah, that, that was a rough scene. Because, yeah, I mean, we talked about that, which was like, uh, you know, you just didn't expect that to happen. No, like, no, like when really. you're sitting there helpless on the ground, you did, yeah, you basically just assumed, like, all right, some, like, 
Charlie Tent or some, some, some new someone someone yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to come out of nowhere and kick this guy in the side of the it's, face it's, it's or something. Joe's son as the god it's <laughs> yeah. like shaking or Susan like like, like some yeah. camp, um, the ghost of Nathan Hale <laughs> intervenes yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to that as yeah, well exactly. Joseph <laughs> why did you kill me I give you ghost powers <laughs> Um, you can rewind time. <laughs> Fast forward, why don't we? So yeah, the prison sequence was awesome. I really liked how it ended too, which was you know basically you know obviously removing all of the the fail safes they have to keep the chimera right. away. Oh, and, yeah, that was smart too. And man, it, some good shit in that game. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They, so you're going around removing it, and then you basically see the chimera and the humans fighting each other, and you yeah. could get involved kind of any way you want, or kind of slink around the, the garages yeah. and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Which I did because I was in a hurry. Exactly. <laughs> keep moving. You should play, play through it again on Superhumans. That's good. Oh, my God. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then you end up in New York City. And, obviously, we knew this was where the game was going to end up. Right. And, I mean, obviously, to me, and I think people that played Fall Man, I mean, it obviously invokes London and yep. Fall Man. Yep. So, uh, you know, when you guys were kind of designing this game, I mean, we knew New York City was kind of the theme right away. Right. Was that something you guys wanted to do immediately? Was that kind of the central point? This wormhole over yeah. New York City? Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because we... You know, since then, I don't know how many countless games have taken place in New York, and and it's I I honestly it wasn't anything like we weren't trying to make any nine one nine eleven like references or anything. I don't know. Did you what just move to this country? We're about to call it nine one one. I almost call it seven eleven. <laughs> So yeah, so, uh, I don't know what it is, but something in the zeitgeist, everybody was doing it, and it was an accident. But um, we always wanted it to be New York because it needed to be uh, iconic. It needed mm. to be somewhere they could logically get to in this world. Like, you know, having people who've sort of retrofitted a VTOL makes a lot more sense than getting on a you know a, a Boeing seven forty seven and flying somewhere. Um, you are now free to move about the country. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. <laughs> so, the chimera's fine. How do you do this, Carl? Um, so, so New York always made perfect sense. Uh, the the wormhole, like powering up the wormhole, and 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 all of the events after uh, R two uh, were sort of in place. So uh, we kind of had that destination given to us when we started this project. Okay, and. Uh, I guess one of the major questions I have to ask, and I don't know if you guys, I mean, through the wormhole, you see a planet and a moon. Now, yes. now, like, I had two thoughts. Either this is proto-Earth, old Earth, uh -huh, somehow, uh -huh. or it's the Chimera and Homeworld. So, I mean, are you allowed to say, yeah. like, what, what, what that is? Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Chimera and Homeworld. It's, uh, it's pretty battered. Uh, <clears throat> there's a reason they were seeding other planets to propagate their own kind. Um, and hopefully we can explore more of that in... A future installment of Resistance. Needles in the sky. So, like we, so I mean, uh, we wanted to go to the home world so bad, didn't we? Didn't we, Ryan Clements? Um, I, I like <laughs> projecting Only if there's feelings. Zombies. I mean, I, I would totally be down with it, but I was. I, no. I like being on Earth. I like being grounded by my own reality. Really? You, you say no? Yeah. Well, you know me. Like, you know that, like, I have a big problem with space or another world. Because as soon as I lose what a touchstone for me, then it becomes very uninteresting. That's why I think I loved the 
uh, prison stuff so much and having that personal relationship because of with the Malikoff. time you spent in the pen. Exactly. <laughs> I have so many uh, good joint memories. No, but you know, like Chimera, you know, they all look alike to me, and they're these, these alien things, and you know, I'm, I'm shooting them down by the dozens, and then all of a sudden you run into people who are communicating with you and talking to you and you're putting you in these awkward situations. That was more dramatic to me than having to run through and do all this. That's why right. I mean, you talking about my favorite moments from that game, right? Haven, Oklahoma, surrounded by other humans, you know, trying to make it, trying to stay right. together, and then you know, over here to the prison, then over here to the, helping these people, who the religious society. Like these were like big things for me. But then when I was on my own, or what, like in, like that, every, like, that's what sucked for me is that I loved the prison so much and all that stuff. And then afterwards, it was just more of like, oh well, here come another wave of fucking aliens. Oh god, and now I killed them. No, nope, there's another one. All right, getting. I'm got the auger. I'm looking through walls trying to find everyone. Like I just want to go forward. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's fair, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, well, it's it, all personal preference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. In, in, terms, in terms of person, I guess in terms of personal mythology. I mean, I guess that's yeah. what we'll get into next. It's like we we want like they just need. There's so much more story to tell. And I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, you yeah. guys have. I mean, you said it already. You want to tell more of the story. You want more of the story yeah. to be told. And and yeah. and obviously, your writer, your great writers have have already fleshed out so much. And I know you guys have a lot of of the, you know. Like I told you. Uh, not too long ago, you know, when I was talking to Nihilistic, they even said, you know, they have secrets that they can't talk about <laughs> that you have told them. Like, so there's, like, all this stuff we don't know about. Sure, and sure. so I guess how did you figure, uh, you know, what, was there any debate at Insomniac or internally about, you know, how much you were giving compared to Fall Man and Resistance 2 in terms of, like, the answers you were giving? Did you expect that people finally wanted to see, you know, we, we, you know, we see the angels and we see Daedalus and all those right. things, but we wanted to see a real chimera, you right, know? Right, and right. What, was there any thought? I hope they like, suits. Business suits. Yeah, yeah business they're, suits. All, they're like, hey, guys. It's like Mad Men, but with Chimera. Right. <laughs> I mean, was there, was there any thought, like, you know, that now's the time to, to show them? Uh, there, there was, but Resistance 3 was never meant to be sort of a conclusion. Uh, you know, we, we wanted more headroom to go. We wanted to, to create more games. And so we really didn't want to slam the door on this one. And, and I think there was a balance that we tried to, to give a lot more details in journal entries and sort of outside of the primary path. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people who feel like I want to know more about this. I want to know more about this. And, 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 um, there was opportunity for us to do more of that, explain more of that, but we also didn't want to just like pull a rabbit out of the hat and, and view and, and big, like, you know, for the longest time we had, um, gray tech, which was a collectible in, in resistance to co-op. And, um, we had that, we had explained it a lot in journals and everything, and it sounded great. Like pieces of metal that could kind of deform and build other things on their own, and and it's this it's this whole backstory that's super fascinating, also somewhat of a magic bullet. Like if that had been <laughs> if that had been the the way that you succeed against the Chimera in Resistance Three, it would have been such like a, a letdown. This Deus Ex Machina of oh, and and we have this magic. Here you go. <laughs> and so and so we you know we went down a lot of different paths and really just tried to say okay if we're gonna cater to new fans as well as old fans we're going to have to spend some of our you know communication dollars on on not doing the the big reveals and the giveaways of of that and and save it for another game yeah i got you i mean i I mean in that vein though i think that one of the things we were most impressed with was the intel that was there and the stories that were told first of all it was really cool that everything was drawn or rendered like as a, as a, yeah, a letter or a yeah, postcard yeah. or a, a schematic. I mean, that was right. really cool. And also, I mean, really nice touches like in the prison, for instance, you're the, all the, the Intel or letters, you know, right. from this one guy yeah, or whatever. Dick. Uh, dick. Um, dick. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that's, and dear even, mom. even, even, <laughs> yeah, dear mom. Prison I just, is and I missed, good. And I, I gotta say, I missed a bunch of those on my first playthrough, but yeah, that's, okay. um, but, uh, 
Yeah, and then and then even Malakoff's journal continuing. Yeah. Um, you know, after that, which was was really cool. So I mean, the story was told, but I think I think that that was what you know for me, and we talked about it on the yep. phone was like what was su- like really the most disappointing thing was I was like it has to we have to find out what's gonna happen now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and and I really thought that 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 was gonna you know persist right until I got to the end where I was like and you know Bing. yeah where, where it ended I'm like yeah. we'll, we'll we'll find out you know like right. we're gonna we're gonna see some something and then the game will end <laughs> you know. Um, whether we end up on the Camaro homeworld or whatever it is, and um, there's just so many questions to answer. So it's, it's it is exciting to know that, that that you guys want to answer those questions eventually. Yeah, and 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 getting back to it, I think the the main thing, our point was, if we're going to make a game for new players to the to the franchise, we want to, you know, we we want to avoid what we did in Resistance Two a little bit, which was there are people who played that game and are like, I have no idea what the story was. It was I was being told to go here, and then I was in Iceland, and then I was in Chicago, <laughs> and then oh, I don't know what the hell's going on. There's there's crazy shit. I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, and the fact of the matter is when we started on Resistance Street, we said the A story is going to be super simple. You need to get to New York, period. And we need to remind you constantly. It's like, you know, how many times is in The Wizard of Oz do they mention the wizard or going to see the wizard? Or It's like a constant reminder. Oh, hey, guys, remember where we're going? Okay. And like, you, never, you never forget the very simple, okay, you're going to New York. Right, all right. And, and we don't even need to elaborate on why. you just like, oh, yeah, the wizard. He knows what's going on. We got it. Let's do this. And uh, and then when we kill the wizard, it's all the more sort of powerful that you're, as you say, you're like, now you're adrift. Now what? Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, difficult difficult to build a game for new people and returning people, and um, we strike that balance by having a lot of stories told outside of the game in websites and novels and. Yeah, yeah you guys have the the Facebook or the uh, the online myresistance.net, uh, right? Game? Uh, yeah, uh, myresistance.net, and then we've got Global Resistance, which is kind of outside of Canada. Yeah, Global Resistance you know, is what that, I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, right, right, right. The, that was the, the one you... strategy game. Yeah, 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 okay, and that, yeah, that's the one you guys revealed at San Diego Comic Con. That's and, right. Um, yeah, and then you have all the books, and and, and that's cool. And, and you have yeah. uh, obviously Retribution, which Greg loves, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, then we've and got Burning Skies, and fan fiction galore. Is, is there fan fiction? I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever read any. <laughs> you know, of that. I don't think I haven't. I don't think I've read any. I've been cooking a Kyle the Chimera story for a while. <laughs> who like... doesn't like to move? Yeah, so who we should. Like we should. We should. <laughs> we should. Yeah, we we uh, when we were talking about Resistance Three before it was announced, and we were you know you know they always make fun of me for loving Resistance, and um, well, I love I loved the first one so much, probably more than you. Maybe the original. Maybe mm. I'm but sorry, Marcus. I actually no, uh, this, the fine. second one was my least favorite in this right. in the series. I, it turns out I worked on all three of them. Uh, well, I'm just but, saying that you know of my babies, you yeah <laughs> equally the, praised. Which one do you Here's, here's <laughs> what I hate about your other baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, before Resistance Three was even announced, we were talking about how it would be a move enabled game and and uh, and yeah. that there would be and that they would wheel out a chimera like a, uh, statue. Like a statue on like the stage with like a move <laughs> like, like a robot like yeah. a move <laughs> controller in his hand. Animatronic thing. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese. And it just became this recurring character. Did you ever see the Japanese Resistance Two ads that had a guy dressed as a grim, like in a rubber suit grim, no. and he's like doing hip hop moves. <laughs> I think he actually has love and hate tattooed on his on his wow. face. It's wow. amazing. Like the Japanese advertisement is really where it's at. That's pretty awesome. We'll find that. Embed it in the article. Embed it in the yeah, article. Well, okay. It I'll looks a little like this. I have a I have a few things I wanted to talk about before we please, just please, get to like the questions. Please and do. Stuff. Please is that do. okay? That's we have all the time. No. In the world. 
No. So I wanted to be on record about, okay. uh, I think, the two brilliant points to, uh, before I give some of the more hard-hitting, okay. you know, concerns that I have, which yes. hopefully, uh, maybe you're down for talking about. I'm so down. Okay, cool. But let's talk, let's bookend it with some really <laughs> wonderful things. <laughs> so A shit sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, I think... Two of the most brilliant aspects of Resistance Three that I was so moved by was a as as we were discussing the 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 one way radio broadcast for from Capelli that you don't hear any responses and then the response back you get on the faithful elevator ride up and to, <laughs> towards your final uh, confrontation. Right. Fantastic! Like that was that was what really both of those conversations. Not only right. the voice actors, I think, do a phenomenal job. This is probably the ad. Yeah, this is the ad embedded in, the embedded in Podcast Beyond. Nice. The Grim Show. Is this it? Oh, yeah. That's okay. him. Check him out. He's rocking it. Hey, Greg. Thanks for interrupting yeah. my thoughts. Uh, We're not busy. Jerk. I thought I muted it. I wanted to find it for the show and mail it to myself before we forgot like we always do. I'll say that performance by Robin Atkinstown in the uh, the radio message, out, I think, is one of the best, oh. best performances that I've ever heard in a video game. He's, I mean, he was he was phenomenal. But, yeah. like, Susan's voice actress, which I, I missed her yeah. name in the credits. Oh, I can't I believe. No, I don't remember. Oh, my God. Really? I don't Kari remember. Walgren. Oh, yeah. It's Kari K- Walgren. KU right. alum. Yep, yep, went yep. to school with Damon Hatfield from IGN. Been on GameScoop, a fan of IGN, oh a my friend God. of IGN. That's Carter her. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, they, they both were fantastic. And I think that I love, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for melodrama, but I think yeah. that it actually, it, it's, it uh, skirted around it by kind of creating this interesting dynamic where they're just talking. It's just an, it's an inner monologue, but it's in a desperate attempt to reach right. the, the person that you, you're trying to get home to. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. Now, yeah. the other brilliant <laughs> thing. Here, no, no, this I'm is the second brilliant thing. I'm just waiting for the others, too. I'm like, yeah, yeah. brilliant, The brilliant. sledgehammer slowly well, coming <laughs> the, What I think was probably one of the things that made Capelli's story the, the most um, emotional and the most impactful was very subtle. And I'm sure it was intentional. It's got to be. I mean, you can talk all about it. Almost every action you take, whether it be opening a door, reloading your gun, ah. it is very obvious that his wedding ring is in is in display. And so, like, every time he's like, you know, I just got to get through one more door. And you reach out and you're like, and it glints in the light. I was like, oh, my God, that was so <laughs> smart. Well done. That's so fucking brilliant. So that was True. that. On purpose. Yes. Totally. Totally. <laughs> But anyway, I thought that that, that constant rem- a story reminder embedded into gameplay, very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Very no, smart totally, business. Totally. Okay. So I that agree. was my thing. There's also the subtlety of, um, you know, the, the lead warden, um, Mick, is kind of what Capelli could have easily become because he was like the killer who had been ostracized by the military. And if it oh, was, yeah. it's kind of like if hate had taken over instead of love or whatever. And so that's something that not everybody is going to immediately understand but that's kind of there too Ooh, i like these tidbits tidbits these are the developers commentary right yeah. this is good oh, stuff, yeah. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> so well, what about the things that, that you didn't i mean you know that you, that you didn't okay. like so much yeah these are more technical though okay. so it's not it's not shooting. it's not quite a <laughs> <laughs> shooting uh it's not really on the creative side so we don't have to get too much into it and i know we have a lot of questions too but uh there were a lot of things that really aggravated me about right. La- um, ladders. About ladders, uh, <laughs> you know, I was really disappointed yeah, yeah. in the animation department. I mean, Insomniac is like so well known. It's like you know, look at these awesome animations that yeah. they do. And then the ladder thing really bothered me. But that was like that. That I sort of chuckled at, and sure. I like kept moving. The thing that got me was some of the see, these crazy AI glitches I kept running into, okay. yeah, which yeah. I would like to note were hysterical. <laughs> besides the fact that they were frustrating, so when I was <coughs> when the first section when you're with Charlie yeah, and yeah. you're and he's uh, and you're carrying the power core, 
All right. So I love that section, by the way. Holy shit. Like for, you know, 99% of that, when you're like going through and you're like trying to run after Charlie and the shit is oh, going yeah, on yeah, yeah, around yeah. you. And like, and the, you have the wonderful, wonderful uh, luxury of not having to worry about shooting. So you sure. can just take it all in. Yeah. Anyway, during that section, it gets to the point where like you reach the bottom of a ramp and Charlie has to go around the corner and up and yeah, then yeah. take out some chimera. So he's like, so, you know, in, in the middle of all this crazy, my heart's pounding. I'm like, this is so good. This is a best part of the game. Charlie's like, hold on, Joe, I got this one. Goes around the corner and a chimera just lands on his head and he just stands there. Immobile. I was like, Joe, Joe, you have to help me. And I'm like, shot at him. Like, there's bullets everywhere. And I was like, Charlie, no. And he's just standing there with a chimera on his head. And then if I, I don't just, move, it can't see me, Joe. So, so I just died. And I thought to myself, that would have been the perfect well, scene if that didn't happen. I, I just bit down on my uh, cyanide. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Go. No, no I mean the, the, there's there are bugs that are out there that are like low repro cases that don't get fixed, and most people will never hit those. But that particular one sounds pretty awesome. Oh, uh, it was hilarious! Aside from being totally game breaking. Well, for yeah. you, and then well, there great. was the other game breaking moment when you're in the mine and you're uh, right before you fight Satan, right. and uh, and the, the do your help. That's you're, not his real you're name. You're defending <laughs> you're defending the father while you uh, not his father. Right. I forgot the uh, Reverend. The Reverend. Yeah, uh, Rose. Jonathan, Jonathan Rose. Rose. So I uh, remembered it. Uh, that was late last night. Um, so uh, you're defending him, and, and it's right at the end. He's like, all right, that should do it. Let's get back to the elevator. And he just stood there with his hand on the panel. And I was like, I like ran to the elevator, and I was like, yeah. Reverend, hello? Reverend, are you coming? And I like ran back. I can't and go on, he, he, was, oh, no. he was standing there, so I ran back to the elevator. And then I came back a second time, and there was just a chimera like spazzing on his back. <laughs> So I killed the chimera like that'll do it. That was just the last one, and then he just oh. stood there still, and I had to reboot. So, oh, that is do? awful. But it's still, but it's still, still but again, game. funny, great game, so funny. <laughs> 9.0 IGA.com. No, I mean, you know, that sounds like to me 9.0. Yeah. Right. Well, it is but, but no, I don't think any game is perfect. So these no, sorts of these sorts of things happen. Games get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Little things like this. I mean, don't worry. Also, the things we've seen. All right. I don't know if you realize, but I still. I still had a blast. So, okay, good. Yeah. All right, all right, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a... It's a by the way, by signing the new... Uh, agreeing to the new Sony EULA, I can punch you in the face at any time. You can't sue me. No class action lawsuits, and if a Sony developer comes on your podcast, he is allowed to punch you in the face. Um, so I guess the one thing I wanted to know about was, you know, and I, I don't know if anyone else shares this interest or whatever, but were, were there any uh, locations that you guys had thought of that you weren't able to use? I or, share this interest. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's, you know, Oklahoma, Missouri, two places in Pennsylvania and New York City. So is there anywhere, yeah. you know, did you want to have a sixth or a seventh place? Or is there a fourth or fifth place that you guys kind of wanted to swap in and swap something else out? Or was it always these five locations? I know, for instance, that you guys did a lot of research on some of these places. Yeah. You know, you saw that in the videos mm-hmm. and, and went, went on, on scene to, or on location to get, you know, drawings and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, was it always these five places? Uh, originally, there was more. And, and, you know the the sad we were talking at lunch. Uh, the sad reality is a lot of times these decisions are business ones that we just didn't have the time to do more. And and so you know you get in that situation where it's like okay here's the macro design and then all the all of the different departments come in and they say yes we can do this and then you know somebody's like no we absolutely can't do that. We don't, <laughs> what are you thinking? We don't have the 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 number of people and the budget and the time and all of that and and so you you are constrained and that's that's what make it turns out making games is hard and uh, no. a, a big part of that is 
uh, how you spend your money and, and what the best ways to do it. So there were a few places, nothing of note. It was really just, again, telling more, more facets of humanity. And in a lot of cases, I mean, we had basically written the story without specific places. Um, and then we sort of, uh, John and John Paquette and I, the writer fleshed out exactly where that would be by looking at a map and going, okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, which is why, uh, um, the prison and the uh, uh, mine town are so close together because there was a gap in there where there was another place. So, what was it? Uh, you'd have to look at a Google map. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, can you tell us? I mean, it I was a square state. It was. Was there uh, Washington, Tacoma, or think, robot. What, what, what Colin is trying to ask is why was there oh. no uh, setting in Buffalo, New York? Oh, that's, that's, my, the my that's the problem. Columbia, Missouri yeah. should have happened instead of Missouri. <laughs> I mean, I mean, are you willing to? I mean, are you allowed to talk about what the story was that you were allowed? You wanted to tell, like, you know, you t- you talk about the religious people, you talk about, you know, the, the resistance fighters, and and so I mean, was there a story the that you remnants. Really, the remnants, the remnants, right? Did you want? <laughs> is there a story that you wanted to tell there that you're allowed to talk about? Or um, no, I mean, we could certainly talk about it. My my memory is not that good of the of that time since it's now almost three years ago, and I've Jeez. I've deleted most of those brain cells. <laughs> yeah. um, File saved through co- <laughs> through copious drinking. <laughs> through copious, <laughs> uh, yes, exactly, and. Uh, um, you know, I think we wanted to expand. We ended up combining groups. Uh, Haven is kind of a, an amalgamation of a couple different groups. Um, we probably would have spent more time on that. Um, and there was definitely a lot more in St. Louis um, with the wardens in particular. And then there was a time when <clears throat> there was a segment of New York that was very, very different than what you ended up with, which was uh, the idea that, you know, when Charlie, and spoiler cast, uh, when Charlie uh, <laughs> comes to, to help you, uh, we were just going to have this massive battle, but he was he was going to bring people from all the groups, and uh, and it and it it makes sense from a story standpoint, kind of like yeah, you helped all these people, now they're going to help you, and that's great. And but then once you got like Gene Rose and the weird hillbillies yeah, yeah, and the yeah. weird, all all standing there like we're we're in this together, it, just, it, just, <laughs> it was a little too cheese ball. So we uh, we we pulled, I probably would have cried. Out. I probably would have started crying. It, it could it had potential, but it. It uh, in prototypes didn't come off as well, so we just were like cut our losses, move on. That's interesting. Well, yeah, it is interesting. Um, yeah, and I, um, God, I had so many questions. I don't even know where to be, where, where to begin. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't even gotten to the reader ones I know. yet. Yeah, yeah, we should really we should really work the reader questions here. We have a bunch of them. Thank you again for sending these out uh, to us. Um, beyond at IGN. Yeah, beyond at IGN.com If you want to write in, um, you know, just for our regular podcast. This is yeah. a regular podcast. Beyond. Um, our regular episode will still be on tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Every Thursday, there's a podcast beyond. Indeed. IGN.com. IGN.com. It's a website. Number one, n- number one podcast in the world. <laughs> don't sell you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm only basing number one PlayStation podcast on the one day I took an iTunes screenshot. So that's good enough. That <laughs> works, works for us. <laughs> that statistic doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so these are going to be, you know, these questions are kind of all over, you know, the, all over the place. So they're going to be non sequiturs, if that's okay sure, with you. Sure. Um, and we can just work in, you know, regular conversation in there if anyone has any thoughts. Um, so mm-hmm. Jonathan Felix asks. Uh, first question is to Marcus Smith. This is the only question I hey, actually copied, me. so that, that's you. Yeah. Uh, I see you guys are announcing DLC for Resistance 3's multiplayer already. Yes. Will you guys please, please, please make DLC for the story because it will add value to the game? Also add new enemy types, new difficulties, etc. Huh. Well, super, super human. He, he did say please three times. He did. So and it's all capitalized, actually. I capitalized. guess we're Please, please. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, the Resistance 3 DLC is multiplayer-centric. Is there any yeah. intention to bring single-player DLC? Is that even, is uh, that even possible? Uh, it, it's definitely more challenging. Um, I, I would say that nothing is off the table, but I can't really comment about it. 
sadly. Okay. That's going the first time I'm going to bring in my attorney for this one. Mm. Okay, fair. That's Nothing's good. off the table. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, you're, you're thank, you, to... thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Spiroff asks, uh, he says, I'm a huge Resistance fan. Resistance 3 is easily my most favorite game of the year so far. Mm. Trumping even my own beloved Infamous 2. I feel the what? same way. Mm. Um, it's definitely it's definitely one of the best games of the year. No doubt about it. We've had some good games this year yeah. on, on the PlayStation. Um I wanted to ask if you guys were to make another resistance, would you go back into more of the history of Joseph Kelly, like what he was doing during the events of Fall Man? And would you revisit the story of Nathan Hale, like what he was doing during the events of the first two games? Um, and he also asks, uh, and this is interesting, will there be cross PlayStation skins like Uncharted 2 had for multiplayer? So will you be able to, will you be able to play as Nathan Drake and, and Cole McGrath and stuff like that? Hmm. Uh, to answer number one, uh, I don't know. We, uh, we, there's, as we talked about before, there's so many stories to tell in the Resistance universe. Um, I would probably build an entire game based off of the disappearance of the group of people in the Hawaii colony, which is an obscure journal entry from Resistance 2 if you played the co op, uh, where the U.S. military was getting the best and brightest and putting them on a little, um, you know, like heavily defended, uh, uh, space in Hawaii, and then they mysteriously disappear. Oh, that's cool. And so, like, that's fascinating. Let's explore that. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. And there are so many little stories in in the in the franchise that um, all, our writers have written that I think we could explore a lot. Um, Hell yeah! I think I think uh, Capelli is interesting. I, I think we explored him a bit in the comics. Um, in the new novel, they get into his sort of backstory a little bit more. Uh, Bill Dietz does, and then. Um, Nathan Hale, the, the previous novel took place in between the Resistance One and Two as well. So, uh, I think maybe those we could we could definitely bridge a lot of gaps in the stories. But um, who knows? Yeah, maybe whatever. Okay. <laughs> if, if, uh, if, I got another title for you. Please. If you make the Hawaii one, <laughs> so it's the Hawaii one. Yeah, yeah. Resistance colon. The Case of the Vanishing Coconuts. <laughs> That's compelling stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Hold on. Hold on a second. I, I'm writing that down. Um, and just in general, I mean, I think I think it was an interview with you recently where compelling. you said... I, <laughs> find this I say a lot of things, Colin. I, I, you do, but, but where you were saying that there, there was... I think it was you that were saying that yeah. was consideration to bring Nathan Hale back in Resistance 3, right? Oh, as, yeah. like a, as a chimera, right? Or some sort of, yeah. like... That'd be awesome. Uh, there, there was... There was talk about bringing him back. There's certainly talk about bringing him back as maybe he was your final boss and all those things. And at the end of the day, we said, you know what? That's a little Metal Gear. That's a little. I think that's a, a different franchise. <laughs> this is um, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And, and yeah. I, I love Metal Gear, but that's that's their their universe. Um, and then Gear. as far as the the skins that gets into the DLC stuff that I can't talk about. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, John Robinson. He asks, oh, hey. uh, Resistance has some very unique enemies as well as weapons to kill them with. So what went into designing new enemies and weapons for Resistance 3? Oh, this thing is, I don't know what this is. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. No, it's fine. You can open it. <laughs> yeah, open it. No, I'm afraid uh, no. A fan sent uh, the Nintendo Voice Chat, another IGN podcast, that pop-up book wow. of uh, Bowser. Oh, it's all great. made by a fan he sent in. Oh, wow. It used oh, to that's, roar. That's great. Yeah, it's oh. question block on the outside. You open it up and then Bowser this, pops up. This is probably exciting podcast. Yeah, I know. Right yeah, here. we do this okay. all the time. We do, like that, You should have, uh, the singularity, <laughs> me, me having to explain what the singularity pose was for like 20 episodes. <laughs> I love I love that that's the recurring <laughs> joke. The T motion for rewinding time. <laughs> Haters are gonna hey, hate. Hey, you wanna see a little stairwell over there? Boo! 
Oh man, I need a barrel to get behind for cover. Wait a second, this broken barrel might work 50 years ago. That's him being excited. Oh, man. Well, I'd say we answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the question? I'm sorry. Okay, so he says resistance has some very unique enemies as yes. well as weapons to kill them with. So went into went 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 into designing the new enemies and weapons for resistance. Uh, uh, well. Uh, Designing enemies and 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 weapons is always. We usually do <clears throat> big brainstorming sessions where everybody says, "I think it'd be fun to blah," and we say, "Okay, that's stupid," or <laughs> or that'll be way too expensive, or that or automatically we know that that's going to be game breaking and the, all you're going to need to nerf it down to make it not fun. Um, and usually we're pretty good about that from years of experience of what's going to work or not work. Uh, and I will say the mutator is the one example where. Most of us thought it was going to fail miserably, and it was only through the hard work of um, Steve Ryder, one of our animators, and Adam Noonchester, a gameplay programmer, who sort of on their own were like, we're going to make this awesome. And, and Steve started doing all these play blasts of guys puking everywhere and, you know, boiling up. And oh, all it's that. such a good, it's such a cool weapon. <laughs> it is a cool weapon. Yeah. It's such a cool weapon. And so it, was totally, it totally went from a... I don't know weapon to a oh that's pretty awesome and so let's yeah. let's showcase this with kind of its own area in in in, uh, in the game. Um, it's also really powerful, by the way. It's I would always powerful. laugh at how I would be hiding and I'd charge up one shot, shoot it at a guy and wait, and then I would like peek out again and everyone Everybody's is dead. dead. <laughs> everyone is just covered in ooze. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, good job. Yeah, we, I, there was a conscious. Uh, there were a lot of our weapons were were a lot lot nerfed, a lot more less dangerous, and there was a point where we was we were, we were just like, you know what? It's more fun. It's more fun to just do that and blow everybody up and feel like you're a badass smart guy instead of like just you know whittling away at people. Um, giving them a slight rash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this oh, is annoying. This? <laughs> exactly. I'm so itchy. <laughs> um, and, and so, I mean, I, I guess that's the Cliff Notes version is we, we as a company, we'll get together and we'll have these brainstorm sessions and everybody can throw out their ideas and, and we kind of whittle them down and figure out what works for the universe, what works for the game, what works for everything else. And uh, for enemies, you just need to make sure that you have something that can counter everything. So, for example, the brawler in this game is sort of a replacement for the Titan from the first two games because the Titan was a big, giant guy who unfortunately couldn't get many places because he was so goddamn big. So we, we said, okay, we want, we want somebody who's really big and powerful and, and threatening when he's up close and, and you want to stay away from him. Um, but we also want him to be able to get to you any, anywhere. He should walk upstairs. Yeah, he should, he should be able to walk upstairs gracefully. And, uh, and so, so that was sort of the, the, the initial idea between, behind that. And then luckily, you know, designers and everybody can make it better. Yeah, I mean, there's an interesting in-game video of the bra- about the brawler yeah. uh, where you guys talk about, you know, I, I like, you know, he pulls off his, like, his, you know, armor or whatever, yes. his cooling pack, and I, d- I didn't realize it was because he was, like, overheating because, obviously, the Chimera, like, it cold or whatever, so it's, so it's so cool, like, when you when he's half dead, he, like, pulls all of his stuff off yeah, and, like, yeah. gets even angrier and stuff like that, so it was a, it was a cool design choice, yeah, I, I, liked the, I liked fighting the brawler the first time you fight him in Haven, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a scary fight, too. It is, because you don't really know exactly how to, they can become easier yeah. later, but you don't really know, like, exactly how you're supposed to fight them. Like, at yeah. first, you have to, like, hit the glowing gauntlets on, <laughs> and, like, his shoulders and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, so, thank you, John. Oh, brawlers. Oh, brawlers. <laughs> Adorable creatures. <laughs> um, Andrew Satterfield wants to know, uh, is the wormhole officially closed up, or could it get opened again? Are the chimera still the dominant race on Earth? What can you tell us about the pure chimera? Right. Uh, I will say the wormhole is closed for now. 
Uh, maybe if we did a resistance that took place in modern times, that somebody figures out a devious way to reopen it, probably the Nazis. <laughs> Very modern. <laughs> Neo Nazis. Um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, he said, uh, are the Chimera still the dominant race on Earth? False. Yes, yes. Uh, the Chimera are still the dominant race on Earth, and it's going to take a, a long time to change that, if the humans are able to change it at all. But That's, they're jostled, right? Because they don't have the hive mind giving them they, orders exactly. anymore? Exactly. They're, they're a little out of sorts. Uh, they were definitely broken up, and, and humans now, for the first time in a while, have the, the, the potential to fight back. Okay, and he asked about the pure chimera. I mean, we, we hear about them a little bit in Intel and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, obviously he's refer. I mean, these I I assume refer to real chimera from the Chimera in Homeworld. Yeah. So uh, that would be it. Uh, what what can you tell us about them? Well, Anything? Uh, yeah, I can say that uh, it through the wormhole was a Chimera in home planet. I could say that the Malakoff found pure chimera in one of the node excavation sites, oh. uh, and I can say that. The nodes were in place already on Earth from millennia ago, built underground and ready for the eventuality of uh, a seeding pod to come and take over the planet. And that was part of the infrastructure that was already there. Okay. So and clearly it had been a, a well thought out. And, they didn't uh, throw this time, together. Time, yeah, time. <laughs> they didn't, this wasn't just like crap. Guys, let's go to Earth. Like, okay, yeah, this sounds great. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, the insinuation was always that yeah. they were here first, but they weren't. Right. They're, that, but I guess that doesn't necessarily mean that they were native to Earth. Or right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, but it, it does bring up interesting questions that we could ponder for some time about who on Earth may or may not have had uh, Chimeran genes in them from when humans first started, where humans came from, uh, and maybe those lines of heredity ended up with some of our major characters. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. I don't know, but maybe. Resistance <laughs> colon and, uh, family ties. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he asks, Michael P. Keaton, and he, and he asks, uh, who is the other mysterious race that Chimera fought or are fighting? I'm not sure if he's referring yeah. to Cloven or, or the just the... Uh, there was references to an epic battle that the, that the Chimera uh, have had, and we have not gone into that. So okay. I would leave that a mystery. Okay. Um, Tony... Uh, is this the uh, the okay the awesome qu the question that I was really excited about is coming yeah. up soon? I'm going to get to that one. Um, Tony Sacarellos, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. He said, "I was wondering if you could tell us uh, if Resistance Three is the last chapter of the saga. Obviously, we just talked about it. So it's not yeah. necessarily. I know yeah. Burning Skies is coming out and everything, um, but the art. Uh, but, but Resistance Three makes it seem like the Chimera no more after that point. Um, mm. And he wants to know more about the pure Chimera in the third race and uh, who kicked Chimera's ass billions of years ago. He said Resistance Dinosaurs. 3 was great, but it didn't answer many questions. Thanks. Sure. So, so, <laughs> Wait, was that thanks to me or yeah, thanks to, to you? To, 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 no, to, thanks I, for listening. No, I think he's like, thanks for taking your questions. So, thanks yeah, I guess, for being a dick I guess and not that, I guess any that, of my questions. Yeah, I guess that basically, I, I guess, goes over the same stuff. I mean, I, I kind of yeah. really didn't even think about that co that cosmic battle that the Chimera yeah, had. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's something you guys you guys have taught. I mean, internally, you guys know what happened. Right. right. Okay, right. So, and that's all you can say. <laughs> I will say that the end of Resistance 3, since this is a spoiler cast, uh, should not be looked upon as uh, the Chimera are dead. We just talked about it before. The humans are, are starting to sort of rebuild a little bit, but uh, by no means should it be considered the, the end-all, be-all to the Chimeran menace. Okay. Yeah, you say I, a little bit. There's a lot of building going on in that those credits. Uh, yeah, the, you hear all the awesome Yeah, you hear the radio messages. Broadcast. Hey, it's like pirate radio. Everybody's Which got is, a podcast by the way, in the... In the uh, 
Oh, yes. sorry, go ahead. Please, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I interrupted. <laughs> no, the, the, we, we have this idea that, you know, from Resistance 2, the humans, you know, Henry Stillman was the character that you heard on the radio all the time, and, and um, you know, we toyed around about the radio, um, the, the guy in Resistance 3, maybe he was in the Henry Stillman Memorial Radio Network or something, but they, they communicate through a network of radio uh, messages, and so... Uh, we just wanted to build on that at the end, that you were seeing more of that. You were seeing more talking and sort of more successes along the way. But, um, yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't be like, yep, well, they're done. Moving on. But, you know, you, just, you watched the credits today, right? Yes. Aren't they rebuilding, like, the Statue of Liberty in it and uh, yes. a whole bunch of buildings yes. in New York? And there's a, uh, well, it's don't tell me it doesn't look like they won, all right? No, no, that's true. That's true. They are, they are, there was a shot of New York skyline where they're starting to rebuild around that. So, yeah, that probably did look a little bit like that too. yeah I mean that, that I mean that was why I was so distressed someone said yeah. something to me really interesting I was on Twitter or something he's like that the reason he, he was the what the scene that distressed him the most in the ending yeah. which I thought was interesting was the Nathan Hale like cemetery, cemetery. or whatever the and memorial. he was like oh, yeah. and he was like he's like they've rebuilt to such an extent that they're now like naming cemetery like they have a beautiful cemetery that they've right. named after like their great hero and so like that and he's like it looks like it's over you know I yeah, know. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And okay. I think I mean that was the vibe I got sure. from the ending too but sure 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 no 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 that's I mean that's that's uh, good to hear. It's it's not what was fully intended. I would say that um, um, that you know the Nathan Hale Cemetery is that's that's Haven, Oklahoma, or that's the rebuilding of Haven, Oklahoma, and, and that it would be Capelli who had said let's do this or just did it himself because uh, he obviously is still somewhat guilt ridden from having to shoot Nathan Hale in the head. Right, right. Spoiler cast. Spoiler. <laughs> Um, Yair just talked about the credits and how the game ends. Yes, yeah, okay. exactly. oh, by the way, spoiler. Uh, Yair Donin. Oh, yeah, our, our good friend. Our friend of podcast. Tel Aviv. Aviv. Hey. Uh, yeah, he's from Tel Aviv. He came out here for nice. uh, episode 200. Uh, hey. He said, first of all, I want to say that I think Resistance 3 is an awesome game, and I've already beaten it twice. But. While playing the Mount Pleasant section of the game, I couldn't help but feel a strong resemblance to the Welcome to Ravenholm level from Half-Life 2. Sure. Was this your intention? What other, if any, games did you look at for your inspiration when designing Resistance 3? Good question. Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, it was not. It, it's funny. We heard the Ravenholm comparison after the fact. We and honestly did not think about it at all, other than um, Ravenholm is an interesting level from a from a Valve Half Life standpoint. Which is it, talking to a lot of people, it's the most divisive le- le- level in that franchise. That that um, you either like it or you hate it. And um, I think it is because it's so different that it, that suddenly you're kind of playing in this um, survival horror thing. For me, it was fucking awesome because it was the first. <laughs> I mean, it was the first level that you played after getting the uh, the zero gravity gun, and and you got to just like, you know, saw blade guys in half and everything and feel like a, a badass. Um, but for Resistance, right? No, we weren't. We weren't trying to copy Ravenstone. We weren't trying to. We were. We were influenced in that uh, by it only in that. You know, we, we look at all games and we play all games and we have our favorites just like everybody else. Um, it did, as we talked about before, it came out of the story. Um, it, it made sense that we had all these feral grims uh, or feral enemies, um, feral chimera. Uh, and it was this creepy town and we wanted it to be a little darker there because it's starting to descend like worse and worse and worse. Um, so no, not on purpose. I will say though, one of the one of my favorite parts about the game as a whole is the first town section that you're in. Um, you know, it's really hard to build scare scare factor sort of you know film grammar type things in a first person shooter because players have control of the camera, uh, and a lot of games like Silent Hill tend to use set cameras and they so they can benefit from tilting the camera, which always gives the viewer mm-hmm. a little bit of that like unease. And um, Cameron uh, Christensen, the designer of that level 
purposefully cantered a lot of the houses. So you're walking around and you're getting that same effect of that like really uneasy feeling of having that camera tilt and uh, it's all built in the environment. I thought that was fantastic. Excellent. Ooh, I wouldn't have known that either. So look, yeah. look for that. Yeah, it's, it's another good little tidbit. <laughs> uh, let's see, who's next? Who's next? Uh, we go over this. Oh, okay. So this is this is one of my favorite questions, or, or the okay. favorite one. We talked about this one already. Um, Owen Wallace asks: While playing the very first level of Resistance Three, I was exploring the catacombs of Haven, Oklahoma. In one of the many rooms, I noticed a middle-aged gentleman sharpening what appears to be an FDNY axe. Surely this cannot be a mere coincidence, having just shown a footage of an axe-wielding hero in Resistance: Burning Skies. My question to you is: Do you think the man is Tom Riley, and do you think that the new Vita game will explore his venture to Haven, or even show him as, to be its founding father? I like that question. I think it's a good question. I think it's a great question. Any, any. any <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, was that in, was that intentional or? or? Um, time will tell. That I, mm-hmm. I know this is a spoiler cast, but this, like, this game. Well, that's spoiling another release game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, I can't, interesting, interesting. I can't say when, one way or another. Fair I think enough. that is very observant of people to even look at. Yeah, and I never caught it. It's in the very beginning, like during the intro. I didn't. I didn't catch yeah. it either. It's mm-hmm. one of the side rooms. There's a conversation between two guys. One of them is telling him uh, that his wife's pregnant uh-huh. is in that room, and there's a guy grinding an axe. Mm-hmm. Very, very observant, Owen. Yeah. There's also a bottle in that room of Dan Johnson Memorial Wine because Dan Johnson was one of our um, uh, character artists who passed away a couple of years ago. Oh. And we uh, traditionally will keep him in the game, memorials to him in the game. So Resistance 1, or sorry, Resistance 2 in the Iceland airfield, the airfield is called the Dan Johnson uh, Air Force Base or something. Very nice. Very nice. Um, and I guess, uh, yeah, next is Mike Burke. Uh, I personally was disappointed with the way Dr. Malakov dies. I thought he should have gone out with a bigger bang. That scene does perfectly cool. depict the brutality and uncertainty of the world they live in because any t- any, uh, at any moment, your life can be forfeit. What are your thoughts on this, Bianca? I mean, we kind of already went yeah, over this. I thought that was a great scene. Well, I thought that it, was it awesome. sounds like he kind of answered it. Like I didn't want him own. shooting guns. Like, ah! I mean, <laughs> getting blown away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Falling off a building, emptying the clip as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls the grenade pin out as he's falling. It looks like you come in a bit off more than you could chew. I will say that in an earlier draft of the game, we did have Malakoff being the one who made the sacrifice at the end of the game to kind of like, you know, swip, flip the switch. Uh, okay. So it, between Capelli and Malakoff, he was going to be the one who finally like atones for all of the things that he did. But, um, you know, it, it was better. It was better the way it was where he kind of, you know, he finally, the, finally the two are actually on speaking terms and they're talking to each other like, you know, bros and, and revealing uh, a parts of their, their own hopes, fears and whatever else guys talk about on trains um and then and then and then yeah to have that to have that moment get uh interrupted as it were by yeah getting one of them getting their head beat in yeah, it was awesome it was totally awesome as awesome as something like that can be i guess um leo almeida asks was the idea of joseph capelli dying at the end suggested and if it was what made the team keep him alive uh okay well one is we already made a game where we killed the the hero at the end and it was the one the last one we did uh, so we don't want to do the same thing again. And the other was what I just talked about, where um, in a lot of ways it's kind of the, if it was kind of the earlier draft was a lot more sort of Malakoff story, to be honest. Like you're the character who's help helping a fight, but it's hard to give a, a good deep character arc in a first person shooter because the player assumes that role. Um, but Malakoff has a lot to atone for, and change. You know, his attitudes could have changed along the way while he sees people and everything because he kind of he can he kind of thinks of humans as as potential experiments in a lot of ways. So um, 
he he was kind of gonna be the guy who was gonna bite it at the end. Uh, and he always was. Okay. Um, we like beating old men to death. Who yeah. doesn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't see why not. Uh, what's the next question? Let's see. Oh, this is an interesting question. Um, Anthony asks, my main question is, what happened to Rachel Parker, James Grayson, and Stephen Cartwright? Yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, this is not a question. Rachel Parker yeah. and Stephen Cartwright are introduced in Fall Man. James Grayson yep. is obviously the main character in Retribution. I don't believe the player was ever informed about these characters' involvement in Resistance 3 and, and where they were during the game. Um, they were in radio messages. No shit, there really? were, Yeah, some of the radio messages that you hear from other um, uh, other countries, which are basically our multiplayer levels. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them for Wales, uh, Cartwright actually talks in a, in a message. And I think that happens pretty early in Haven, in, in the outskirts of Haven. You hear, you'll hear it if wow. you're kind of lingering. Um, but yeah, all that stuff kind of takes exploration and, and kind of like... What about Grayson? Where, where's his message? Is it him talking uh, or is it just about You know, like, I don't think Grayson Some is... guy in a leather jacket with a yeah. skull on the back just kicked in some freaking door. <laughs> He's eating candy. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's got a skull on the back. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't think the Grayson stuff made it in. Um, and I'm not sure Rachel Parker made it in aside from... Uh, one of the messages, and man, I really wish I knew if this was in there or not, um, refers to her as a higher political person in, mm, in, mm. The, in the British military now. So okay, cool. There's at least reference to her existence. Right on. Um, Billy Rabby asks, uh, I appreciate that the multiplayer maps in Resistance 3 are not just rehashes of the single-player levels, which I think is a cool thing, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the prison in Chad Africa and was happy to see it was a different prison than Gratiford, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. While playing the game, I heard a radio transmission about people luring Chimera into a prison in Chad Africa and slaughtering thousands of them. A- are there any other multiplayer maps referenced in the single-player game like this, such as the beautiful seaside map in Wales? Wow, that was a great segue. Okay. <laughs> That's just what we were talking yeah. about. So, uh, yes, I'll, I think... I think there are six maps that are referenced. Um, one in the Terraformer over, or actually, let me step back in case we hadn't hadn't released any of these maps or anything. Um, <laughs> wouldn't that have been awesome? Uh, yes, it would have. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler uh, cast. There are, I believe, six that are in there. I can think of the exact placement of three of them. So maybe there's fewer okay. by, by the end of it. Cool. Yeah, I, I like that touch. I mean, that was a cool touch. Yeah. You kind of the, the crossover between multiplayer and single player without having rehashed the maps. I think was a really nice touch, and I wrote about that pretty extensively. Cool. I think we when we played, I don't remember what the first level we played. The, oh, the Chad Prison was the yeah, first was multiplayer level we played, yeah, yeah. and then and then the train yard level. Um, uh, Luke Froelich asks uh, Marcus, when you started on the Resistance series, hmm. how much of the story was planned out? Did you have a story for more than one game, or has the story evolved as it went along? Definitely evolved. Uh, when I first started. Resistance had just made a major change that it, it was a um, space opera. It was basically a space marine kind of story. Um, and had no been, way. Yeah, and had been completely written as a trilogy, and they and it was already a hundred percent done, and it was massive. And I slogged my way through it, and um, it was very interesting. But it was also at a point when you know Halo was dominating, and and there was. There were enough space marine stories. <laughs> we were we're good at this. We're front, good. Guys. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Luckily, a decision was made, and and we we changed time period to Earth. I think there was a major push internally. Brian Hastings, our one of our owners, was is really into the fantasy of the familiar, kind of what we were just talking about, where you need that groundedness of like I recognize this. That's why you know Left Left for Dead or something like that, where yeah. it's like this looks like something I know. Now change it um, works so well. So we wanted to do an alternate history on Earth, and I think at first it was set in World War One era. And had a lot more of a steampunk vibe, a lot of like mechanical mech 
mechanical mechs. Thanks. Uh, a lot of. <laughs> I'll take know. it. It works. <laughs> uh, and and then uh, there was a lot of talk about what level of technology works, doesn't work, and it ended up being the fifties, so that we could have a little bit more of that like Korean War era um, technology. Cool. Yeah. So it's evolved. Yeah, you, I, I guess you guys kind of went over that again in one of the in-game. Um, there, there's actually some... If you guys watch those videos, you can unlock them in Resistance 3 using yep. points that you earned from trophies. But why bother when exactly. you've got an internet connection Go to IGN.com <laughs> and we have an article of them all in there. So yeah, we unlocked those. And the reason we did that was because the, the points... Uh, I realized. I mean, I had locked. I had unlocked everything yeah. up until almost. I had almost had the platinum trophy. And I didn't have enough to buy like certain cheats and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. that was the idea behind the piece. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can watch that in the game or on IGN, and, and they go over Fall Man and Resistance Two. It's pretty. The brawler one's in that, right? Yeah, the, the brawler one. And that's my favorite because we're out in a balcony where I'm just like I can't squint enough to keep the sun out of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I was wondering and why I they... slouched in a chair and like six double chins and. Oh, it's, oh, it's so I was just lovely. wondering why they didn't like move you just so you didn't have to. to like, you looked I... like you're Looking right in the right in the in the, the sun. Is this I, a Ray I, Gutierrez joint? I, what did, did Ray Gutierrez do this oh to you? Oh my God! Let's not talk about Ray Gutierrez. <laughs> um, uh, no, this was not Ray. Uh, Calvin, uh, in-house uh, video guy. I don't know. He hates me for some reason. I did something to him, but uh, he did that to me. <laughs> His revenge was <laughs> exactly. severe. You're like, yeah. Exactly. The- the <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other thing is, I can't think. The sun is penetrating my brain. Uh, shout outs though to Rigu Tears. In all honesty, that bastard's not in town today. Bring uh, back our gong. Yeah, stole stole gong. What? Wait, uh, when? After Podcast Beyond 200, Ray Gutierrez walked off with the, the gong. <laughs> he told me he was going to steal it. I just didn't think it was serious. He told Pablo, too. Nobody believed him, and then he did it. He's like, I'm going to steal this gong. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, Ray. Uh, um, yeah, so I, well, I'm going over most of these other questions, and uh, have they been answered along answered the way? Yet. There's a few more there. Yeah, I want to I want to ask a couple more if that we have time okay. for that. We've we have been going for an hour, 20 minutes. Oh, All right, cool. Yeah. That's great. It's well, 3.30. Okay. okay. I want to make sure you have enough time to edit it before the next podcast rolls in here at 4. Oh, That's my only question. Because I want to make sure we get it edited. Let's, up tonight and let's be done in 10 minutes. Yeah, we can, right, we can so. do that. These are quick. Hey, shout outs to the uh, Beyond fans that I met in, yeah. at PAX. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you you, oh, yeah, you, you came you. to the meet and greet. I, I forgot did. about that. Uh, I was, was almost great. so drunk at that point, I forgot. That was but great. I did was, not. There it is. You got me a drink. That they talked to you for a long time, yeah. Yeah, we hung Thank out. Thank you for coming. That was great. Yeah, our fans are awesome, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember when we did the Comic Con panel. Yeah. Everyone, you know, most people that were asking questions were like, you know, or they scream Beyond at the beginning, and then <laughs> and then Angel would me. say like Beyond before they asked the question, and yeah. at some point Marcus was like, "This is like a strange cult." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, you're part of it now. Yeah, I know. I, I bled we out. Called Ryan, make we are called the remnants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor Valenzuela asks, uh, "Does anyone know what happened to Tommy Dean?" And he says, in- "Tommy Dean, <laughs> he heir said- to the Jimmy Dean <laughs> yeah, fortune." He says, he, says, he says in parentheses, "Jimmy Dean's brother, obviously." <laughs> and, and, did, and did, did Dick make it out of the prison? I feel like I missed a letter. Uh, we're going to assume Dick did not make it out of the prison. I would I would assume that. Um, as far as Tommy Dean, uh, that's a whole other chapter in the Resistance Chronicle. What, what's that one called? Resistance colon Tommy Sausage. That's not like an erotic resistance. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's a lot of room in this franchise. You can get in, you can play around with things. There were so many things you could have said. And Tommy Sausage. He's the heir to Jimmy Dean Sausage Fortune. That's That That needs to be his monologue all the time. Can't believe I'm shooting these chimera Should be making sausage rock. Chimera sausage. Protect me, Daddy Jimmy! And I guess the final question 
question, uh, and we, we talked about this a bit, but we can talk about it a little more, is uh, from Nate Kumar. He says, if you could choose one country, uh, or what country the next resistance game was to take place in, what would it be? He would pick China or another Asian country. You had said Hawaii, which is not a country, obviously a state, right. uh, but telling that story. I always thought it would be interesting, personally, to, to go back, bring it back, and go behind the the, the wall in yeah. Russia after the Tunguska yep. event. Um, which that would be... almost was the Resistance 3 story, by the way. Really? Yeah. Go back to the source? Yeah. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. The, the fear with that was... So, basically, one, they took over in, like, 1908 it started. So, um, so it would have been... You would have been going back in time, and very real going back in time, and it would have been a super big disconnect to, you know, what, what does... Um, World War One era Russia, rural Russia, look like, and ha- you know, so um, you know, it, it, it ended up just going this way, and it made more sense. Um, to answer this question, where is he from? Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't say. <laughs> Wherever you are. Wherever you're from, buddy. I mean, it could, I mean, Buffalo, uh, New York, yeah. North Dakota. <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, it, it, it's a, you know, the chimera everywhere. So, I mean, there's stories to be told, yeah, I suppose, anywhere you want exactly. to go, which is cool. But, yeah, the, the, like, we don't really know what happened in Russia. You know, you, you know about the yeah. runner coming to England with yeah. the chimera skull or whatever, which is like a nerdy piece of mythology. And, <laughs> and uh, but, you, yeah, you never really get a glimpse behind the, you know, yeah. the, you know, the, the wall they erect there and, and what goes on. And it seems like it's a slow, decades-long process. So, yeah, it would be cool, a cool story to jump in. What do you, what do you think, Greg? I like that. Well, I mean, so far of all the things, I I would want to play the case of the vanishing coconut, and not and I don't mean it in the goofy name way. I just I think that's an that is a very very fascinating story. I'd love to know what happened there. Yeah, put all put all your eggs in one basket, and then there you go. And hopefully on the Chimera homeworld one day, if possible, or wherever they live now. Maybe. What if the Chimera homeworld looked a lot like your world? Would that be better? No, I mean, no fighting giant testicles. I, or... Honestly, what, what, my my whole the, my whole theory about the the pure chimera, and I don't right. know if it's true, or whatever. Like my my whole thought was, if they were really from Earth and they were originally here, or whatever, was that they were human. Right. Hmm. But I, I don't, you know. But I mean, which humans? Ooh, <laughs> shit! That's throwing a wrench in it, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> woo! Chromagnums. Chromag. Chromagnum. <laughs> That's where we got the gun name. Oh, no. That is where we got it. That's true. Uh, so should we wrap it up? I guess we've been going for a while. You got sure, yeah. to edit and stuff Ryan's like that. Edit it for us. Yeah. Get it up. Get it up right. for these fans. Yeah, cool. So re- real quick before we go, Marcus was kind enough to bring, uh, we have uh, a couple of uh, Resistance 3 t-shirts mm-hmm. uh, that are, you know, the orange uh, style, like the, with the cover. The, with the Ali Moscow Ali Mos- skull. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, we have two Insomniac uh, logo shirts, correct? Yep, that's um, true. Those are uh, uh, extra large and the Resistance ones are large. Uh, and then we have five posters, Resistance 3 posters to give away that he was kind enough to bring. And we, we have a few of those around the office. So people yeah, might have nice. seen them in the background yeah, yeah. of the video. They're, they're really uh, nice. If you watch the, the Resistance 3, your opinions, we hold it up. Right, Ooh. exactly. Yeah, we do. Um, so we have all that stuff to give away. So, how, Marcus, how should we give? How, what should we make them do for, to earn these? You so? know, wasn't it like an hour ago that Colin was saying, "Don't think I'll handle this." Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I think he, he went cool. through the questions we already had too. Wow. He's like, "Oh, wow. one of these." <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, it's just I realized that I didn't I didn't save any of the emails, so I can't email them back. Ah, and that, yeah, that, requi- okay. that requires them to email me, and then it gets all confusing. Oh, it's a really yeah. you and, yeah, and all those yeah. things. So, mm. so what 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 should we do? Do you have any ideas, Greg? Do you have any anyone? Anyone, any thoughts? Mm. All right, here's, here's just a, a, okay, an idea. Please, please. We're going to throw out there. We're going to post in the article the Japanese resistance commercial. Oh. You you film yourself doing it. You post it to YouTube. <laughs> send us the YouTube link. 
Yes. We like it enough. We All send right. you one of the I gifts. Agree. That works for me. I All right, so everybody agree. come to IGN.com. I'm sure you're listening to this off the iTunes, the Zune Tunes, or however the hell that thing <laughs> works. Zune Tunes. Zune Tunes. <laughs> uh, come to IGN.com, find the Resistance 3 spoiler cast article, and in it will be the Japanese uh, Dancing Chimera. Yeah, yeah. You reenact, do that. You post it to YouTube. You send to Beyond at IGN.com the link of you doing it with the uh, subject line Resistance spoiler cast video. Yeah, yeah, and we'll send you those goodies, and they're and they're, they're not. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through it, choose it, how. Yeah, how and they're, throw they're it, dart at the wall, and these are these are rare items, so uh, you know not yeah. everyone has these. So definitely, and Marcus was very kind. Thank you for bringing those. Thank uh, you, Marcus. Oh, please. On the plane please. and whatnot, we appreciate that. On the plane, on the airplane. You know what resistance was almost called? And you told us something earlier. Resistance colon beyond. Oh, oh my God! What a, what a, I wish it was called. I, that. I tell you. Beyond the fall, man. We were, yeah. to- we were told that our lawyers were told that uh, IGN would come after us. Lit- it's true. Litigious group. Yeah, I, I, I've heard from kids on YouTube we're just coming after random people. <laughs> they, <laughs> they didn't even post one of our videos. We're just like, whatever. Yeah, we're, we're I hear you have a do sex video up. We have do sex videos. You're do in sex. trouble. You will have called it that. Yeah, I did. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, uh, Marcus, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. Woo! Thank Woo! you. Ladies awesome. and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond presents the Resistance 3 spoiler cast. Remember, Podcast Beyond is on IGN.com and the iTunes and Zoom Tunes every Thursday. If you like this, please subscribe and rate us and come to IGN.com every day. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitters. IGN is IGN. Marcus doesn't have one, I don't think, does he? No. No, what the hell, dude? It's Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. What's the Insomniac one? Uh, Insomniac Games. Insomniac, Insomniac Games, games yeah. all one word. Uh, Colin is no taxation. Ryan Clements is Pwam Cider. I am game over, Greggy. Um, that's the housekeeping. We don't have a song to play you out with because, yeah, you know, this isn't the real podcast, but on real Thursdays we have a song. So, <laughs> Ryan, take us home. Um, and that's the show. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thank you. Be thank on. you. Be on. And thanks again to Marcus. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. PlayStation.